Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Glee. Aggressive. Is excited to partner with Nettles and Paint. Looking for a unique gift or piece to add to your home? Nettles and Paint specializes in handmade home decor and divination tools. From posters to custom pieces, Nettles and Paint has everything for everyday spooky babes. They're also the exclusive home of the popular indie tarot deck, the RJC Tarot, featuring original digital collage in honor of the artist's college best friend. And now, Nettles and Paint is offering Glee Aggressive fans a special 10% off your first order with the code GLEEK. Visit nettlesandpaint.store to start shopping with code GLEEK. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Welcome back to another real ass episode of Glee. Glee. Aggressive. Aggressive. That was a terrible clap on my part. Um, it's fine. I'll edit it nicely. <laughs> give me a better clap. Um, my name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky, and we have a returning champion with us today. Last you heard her, she was on one three. She is now on three one. She is our partner. It is Miss Nettles and Paint herself, Annette Storkman. Welcome back. Hello, thank you. I am I'm excited to be here. <laughs> I'm excited to have you back. Um, <laughs> tell us. I mean, I know we we have an ad at the beginning of the show, but um, tell us more about your shop. Yeah, so I make handmade uh, home goods and divination tools, mostly. A lot of pendulum boards, lots of uh, tarot. Mm -hmm. Well, one tarot deck, but I'm working on more. Um, Yeah, Uh, basically it started as a... It started as a a grief project. I was dealing with a lot of death um, last year, and I started making things, and everyone was encouraging me to just open up a shop, and it turned into this, like full-blown passion of just making things for people, mostly witchy items, but we're now into poster world as well, which is super fun. Um, I have been on a break for the last month because I was moving apartments, but uh, as of this recording, I should be opening up in the next week. Awesome. (laughs) So So by the time this comes out, pretty pretty good chance. By the time this comes out, it should be open again. Great. (laughs) Cool. Very excited to uh, have you back and have you as our partner. Um, let's talk about the episode. So just to like check in on our on our Glee Pulse, as it was yes. when you last joined us, uh, that you'd watched exactly one episode of Glee, and it was the episode you were on. Is this yeah. now the second episode of Glee you have ever watched? This is the second episode Great. of Glee I've I've ever seen. I, I love decided it. long time ago that I would keep myself pure for this podcast. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> If I dropped in at any point, it would always be the first time I had ever seen <laughs> that episode. So, like, at baseline. All. No other context. I love this. <laughs> love this for all of us. From where you started to where you got to, do you can you follow the line? Like you were like, yeah, of course, this is where we are. Yeah, I can, I can, I can see, I can see where things were. There was only a couple of characters that I was like, oh, you must have joined. <laughs> while I was while not was watching. <laughs> but I got it. You you were moved by the music and decided to sing. Just like yes. everyone. Just like everyone. Well, yes, we are here to talk about 
season three. Holy Hello. shit. We've made it to this season. Episode one. So the premiere of season three originally aired September 20th of 2011. Mm. So place yourself in where you were in that time of your life. I'm about to and turn 20. Terrifying. 21. Okay. 21. All right, so which means I must have been just going into 19. All right. Just where we all want to be. <laughs> right. Something to note about the season three. Uh, this is when they finally brought in a writing staff. So right away. These episodes are the only... Yes. This is the first episode not written by, like, the combo of Ryan Murphy, Brennan... Ian Brennan and Brad Falchuk. Wow. So I didn't even clock that. I didn't even pay attention to who was writing. I was just like, okay. There was That's a fair. woman writer. Wow, now. they got one, one woman. Interesting. Interesting. Singular, at least one woman. So Singular at this sensation. point in our timeline, Ryan Murphy has met a woman. And it's <laughs> yes. That yes, in the time. And it's Marty Noxton, who is known for being a writer and big deal person on Buffy. Mm. So I do love Buffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Buffy and Gilmore Girls, I've watched. So oh my many god, times the two over. comfort shows, honestly. It's true. Episode one to the very end, I've watched in order so many times. Better than watching Glee more than once. <laughs> and they're problematic in their own ways. Don't get me wrong, but I right. still think For they're sure. slightly better. Than you know, this. less just like casual autism jokes. Yo. Ooh. Gonna go with no casual well, that autism was a- jokes. We will get, we will there. get into that. Yeah. So, uh. But yeah, um, a, a hard open on Shalom Blogosphere. Um, it's exposition time. Um, the only thing that this beat was missing was Hello Tumblr. Um, because <laughs> it was 2011. Um, that's true. We, we get some, uh, commentary, some meta commentary of like, uh, a mediocre QB and a mediocre Glee Club, le- Glee Club lead with Finn. Yep true no lies were told here right Mm -hmm. we start with what will clearly be finn's arc for the season which is he's graduating this year and doesn't know what he wants to do with himself like great fine that's i we can already tell that's what we're going to be dealing with for a while okay okay yeah my my thing with that which was fantastic was they're going like where are you gonna go finn and i was like he he has no idea. He's 30. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's a grown man, and he's got some choices he's going to make. He's like, what am I going to do? I'm going to be 32 soon. <laughs> My metabolism is out the door. Will I go to Stanford? I don't think it matters because my back hurts. <laughs> Imagine trying to get that, that giant to sleep in a dorm bed. He simply wouldn't fit. Oh. <laughs> His no, Karina, that's why they get twin the extra longs. He's he's more than extra long. <laughs> he's a double XL. Yeah. Um, He'd need to widen but... the dorm rooms for him to lay horizontally. <laughs> the whole room. <laughs> so, question, and yes. I guess only for Karina, because welcome back, Annette. Um, <laughs> did we know that Tina and Artie were a year behind no. everyone so, else? This is okay. the thing. Here's the thing. The first two seasons of the show, it didn't matter how old anyone was because they right. weren't coming up to a senior year. So Nebulous high this school. this line where they're like, Mike Chang is graduating, but Artie and Tina isn't, it could have been, they could have probably just drawn names out of a hat to see 
who was a junior and who was a senior. This is the first time they've ever had to establish it because suddenly it's senior year. Like Follow-up follow question. Yeah. Will they forget about this and will they graduate with the rest of the class anyway? No. Okay. No. Once they, once they made the choices of who is what age, they do stick to it. They don't, they're not that bad. They're sloppy, but they're not that sloppy yet. <laughs> I know you're not drinking a glass of wine, but your timing and, like, the glass that you're holding are just perfect to, like, as if it yeah. were wine. Um, no, it's just anyway. fruit juice. And I shouldn't have put ice cubes in it because it's a glass, and now every time I have to, like, not let them clink because I forgot about the oh, technology right. sound recording, but that's life. Um, but I will keep this in so that I don't have to edit those out. Yeah, so um, now you know why my glasses are Yeah. Um, also, we get a little bit about, like, Sam and Mercedes were dating. Now yeah. Mercedes is dating someone on the football team. Sure. Just a large um, black man. Like, literally, that's his only character. Giant, yeah. He's, a, he's very large, and there's at least one other black kid at this school. End of, end of characteristics. And therefore, he must date the other black kid Basically, at high school. They don't come right out he and must. say it, but it's pretty implied. Right. <laughs> and also, because we got, we know that at this point, Matt Rutherford has either graduated or transferred or died. He got transferred. Uh, he moved two years you're right, ago. right. He did. They, yes, They yes, put him on right. a bus properly. They put Sam on a bus to be like, he's not here anymore. Wait, really? Uh, yeah. He's like, they say that he's not in the episode. Right, but I missed I missed the part where they were like, "This is what happened to Sam." Maybe I because I was just, writing his, the note about Mercedes. Mercedes says that his dad got a new job, and so they moved. Oh, because I spent this entire episode going, "But where the fuck is Sam?" No, his dad got a new job and he moved, so Sam's on the okay. bus. Okay, man, that I mean, I guess that answers the question, but yeah. Also, um, it does feel like a Glee equivalent of oh, he got sent to a farm upstate. Yeah, his dad got a new job. <laughs> He's very happy there. Do we know what happened to Cordover Street IRL here? Yes, and it will come up later. Oh, okay. Like later this episode or later this <laughs> no, season? No, later this season. Oh, man. This okay. is not the last you've seen of Cordover Street. Okay. Basically. That, I guess that, that answers my real question. We also check in with Kurt and Rachel, who are at their peak insufferability. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm so truly. sorry, theater kids. You do not. This is a case where theater kids do not deserve rights. So, I was at. <laughs> Follow me on this journey here. Okay. I was at a Thursday matinee of the Phantom of the Opera a, a couple months ago. So you basically said everything you've ever needed to say about yourself. Continue. Yes. But my main point of that was, one, didn't know I had COVID during that. Two, uh, I was at dinner <laughs> with my friends afterward, and we were talking about how, like, there are points in that show as, like, great as it is, as, like, justified as it is to be on stage for 35 years but there are also moments in that show where you're like, oh, this is why people make fun of us. Yeah. And that is, like, that is all I could think about during any time Rachel or Kurt spoke in this episode was, oh, this is why people hate theater kids. Yeah. Yeah. It it really was, that was the theme of this episode. Yes. For me. Yeah. Which was, you know, I know we haven't gotten to this beat yet, but my thing is... Okay, if they're really doing all of this theater kid violence on the regs, I would want to cut funding for the arts as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's true. Like, honestly, if you're just like, oh, here now, I'm tired. It's probably like 10 a.m. If at lunch, if that. It's, it's like 6.30 in the morning and you're playing chopsticks in the hallways. You got to go. That yeah. is, yeah. That's a I, crime. Once again, 
I was on Sue's side the whole time. <laughs> I don't blame you. Ian, do you think it's possible that the Phantom of the Opera actually gave you COVID? <gasps> like, define the Phantom of the Opera. I mean the Phantom of the Opera infected you with COVID. Um, personally, no. Um, he didn't I was, project the COVID into your face? He, he did not. Um, he did not yell sing for me and in the process infect me no i'm i was already feeling i was already feeling bad and i had tested negative until the day after i saw the show Love that. so mm. okay um, so the phantom of the opera gave you covid great yeah phantom of the opera i'm going on allegedly allegedly phantom of the opera gave me covid um he can you don't <laughs> have to allege that like i think after this long he can take the defamation sure and but i will say and i don't know if i sent you this video karina but andrew lloyd weber did do a short video of him quote unquote um sharing his new opening number musical dogs nice. and i fucking loved it nice it was a bop andrew truly he he knows he does he knows he gets it he, he gets he it. really does have a sense of humor about himself but not when it comes to uh people not liking cats then he's then oh, he's very upset he's the only one allowed to make fun of it right oh 100 percent Yes. <laughs> he wrote it. He can make fun of it. Um, no, just stop. <laughs> <laughs> the ears were weird. We get it. And so we have this little internal monologue, like Annette was saying. Finn is lost. Um, he doesn't know what he's doing. And then he immediately gets slushied by, I can only assume, the hockey team because it's just team. mullet yep. city. Yep. And with the very clever line, if not slightly problematic from an LGBTQ standpoint, taste the rainbow, gliotch. Do you think Skittles signed off on that one or was that a Ooh. I'm gonna go with no Skittles I'm gonna go that that was not an officially sponsored <laughs> Skittles wasn't like we'd love a mention on your show <laughs> <laughs> we would love just a five second spot can you just give us a little bit we Skittles are struggling and only you Glee can uh, prop us back up right <laughs> it's all on you Ryan then um, my, my next note is caution Will Schuster jump scare this is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life, is watching this scene, which is Matthew Morrison very shirtless in bed, which I really would rather die. And then to go he's, right right into the boner joke? Oh, yeah. I know. Please no. He's doing a lot of bad, as you would say, Karina, a lot of bad f- things with his face. Everything In this episode, but especially in this beat. So from having only watched season one, episode three, to yeah. now... I'm seeing a lot of a thread of, like, this character, he, like, I don't, I'm not convinced he's ever had sex. <laughs> he really wants you to think he he's, has. He's, like, really dead set on being, like, no, definitely <laughs> women have sex with me and we're gonna have a family. And I'm, like, I have no, there's no evidence to suggest this, dude. You're just mm-hmm. constantly being, like, why won't my girlfriend sleep with me? And it's, like, I I think it's because you're insufferable, and him staring at the camera, going, "This is how we do it," from episode oh my God, one, season yeah. three, haunts. He haunts me. He still doesn't know how to I do it. <laughs> he never. Learned. And he doesn't know how to do. It. Um, and I just want him to stop lying to me and to everyone else. <laughs> I just the, Look. the minute he said, "Look who woke up just before me," I was like, "I'm gonna throw up and Ooh. throw my TV out the window." Like, <laughs> <laughs> Who thought this was okay to write and make right. me listen to? Mm, yep. Um, yeah, it's just weird. It's, again, they're trying way too hard to get us to be attracted to Matthew Morrison. 
It's not My, working. It's not going to happen. I'm sorry. He just really strikes me as that high school teacher who probably is going to sleep with a few of his students. Mm-hmm. I mean... Like in the fan fiction. Like in the fan fictions and like, like how the... we dated Leah Michelle IRL. Um, That's not yep. his fault. He could have known, but yeah, it's not good. Yeah, you're right. We then cut to... This is the difference between first place and twelfth place. This is also what it feels like. Okay. He brought out a spotlight for that. Like, he brought out a full spot to shine onto their shitty, shitty trophies. Like, yes. salt into the wound. And so now he's going to push them harder than ever. Um, also, there's that beat where it's like, sorry that the guy who replaced you on this three-month contract that we have established you totally could have done. Yep. Sorry that that guy that replaced you won the Tony. Okay. And my note, my response was, sure, Jan. So, first of all, in the world of timelines, there's no way the Tonys happen. Like, that's not possible. Yes. But. 100%. Oh, yeah. That's a great point. In the world of fiction, who is the Matthew Morrison type in 2010, 2011 Broadway scene that is replacing Matthew Morrison and winning a Tony in this musical? Groff. No, I think it's, I think, to, okay, that's a good answer Prophecy. because, like, yeah, because, oh. like, glee meta of it all. Right. I think John Stamos. Stamos! Also, so it's only former glee guest stars that get to win Tonys <laughs> instead of, uh, And none I for Matthew that. Morrison. No, none for Matthew Morrison, none for Will Schuster, only John Stamos. And it would be, that would be a huge salt in the wound, too, because Will would watch the Tonys and be like, Damn, that looks just like the guy who tried to marry who married Emma. I right. hate that guy. And he right. took my Tony. We also learned that like they are now the laughing stock of the show choir world because of the like the, the kiss, kiss that gate. Missed. Yeah, the kiss that missed that has gotten over twenty thousand views online. Sure. One of the comments um, is why is the T Rex eating the Jew? Oh my god. Not, I was no like, thank you. No you know, at this point. 2011 we're in rebecca black territory Mm -hmm. like the internet has moved on from oh ha ha embarrassing youtube to like intentional ironic dada-esque bullshit (laughs) i mean that should be evident by the fact that glee did in fact cover rebecca black's friday towards the end of the last season so yes they don't understand how jokes work they're like, everyone well, loves this song. We should put it on right. Glee. We're like, oh, honey. Oh, honey. No. Yeah, it's very evident by the fact that every single scene, the joke is always like, haha, you're gay. Haha, you're black. Haha, you're autistic. Haha, you have you're Down Jewish. syndrome. Like, Haha, yeah. like, you're Jewish. Surprising <laughs> amount of Jewish jokes. I feel like Glee had the monopoly on, like, problematic Jewish jokes in this time. Because I cannot think, maybe ju- I'm just blocking things out, but I cannot think of, like, other shows from that era that were, like, yeah, Double- casual Jew jokes. Doubling down on the Jew jokes. Right. Especially for Leah Michelle, who is not Jewish, I believe. No, she is. Is she? Yeah, we talked about this before. She's, like, half I'm, Jewish. I'm sure we have. I'm sure we have. Anyway, we learn that Lauren is gone. We have a little cutaway beat to her yes. being, like, my street cred is ruined thanks to you all. Bye. Also, we learn that, like, we know Quinn is gone. We are down three people, Sam, Quinn, and Lauren. But Will Schuster has a plan. Um... It involves purple pianos, so of course that means Kurt is on board because gay. 
Yep. These pianos are like us. They're cast out. They're need and repair. But of course, as Tina says, but they still make great music. And then like there's this super weird shot. She says this and it sounds inspirational. Then like Iraq focuses down to Rachel and Finn, like looking at her approvingly and nodding. Like she just like, it just doesn't make the code. I don't, why do... (laughs) I thought this was going to turn into, like, a, a, a somewhat Tina plotline. It doesn't. No, it's just, once again, Glee forgetting that camera shots mean things. So we have to use these and reach the other losers that are just like them so they can join us. Also, when and where did Will have the time to work on this? Well, he wasn't out winning a Tony, so he was just home Fair. all summer. Touché. Or having sex. Yeah, so. no, <laughs> no sex, no Tony, only no piano. Sex, no t- he turned all of that energy into purple piano. Honestly, it's probably true. He's out in his like garage late at night working on his frustration. And he's like, I just don't understand why my girlfriend isn't turned on by me. <laughs> I did think it was vaguely sweet seeing like a couple of the Glee Club members seeming genuinely hyped about this actually terrible plan. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. the plan is bad, and it's very inconsiderate to literally everyone else who's attending this school. That is the thing. And I I do appreciate that right following this, we get, like, the first thing that happens is chopsticks. Because when he brought out those pianos, I was like, so all you're going to hear is chopsticks and heart and soul from dickheads. Like, that's just what's going to happen. It's going to be annoying and disruptive. Yep. And it was. And it's going to make everyone hate theater. Yep. Or music or an art. I'm gonna make them hate all of the arts. Yes. Because uh, these sociopathic narcissists demand that you pay attention to their music. Yeah. By creating a fire hazard in the hallway. Yeah! A fire hazard. That's a great point. Thank you. Also probably really limiting the accessibility of those Truly, hallways yeah. by putting a baby grand in there or whatever. We, That's an upright. We have, we have canon characters with disabilities. Artie needs to get through. He can't. He has to just sit there at the piano and play endlessly. <laughs> He's trapped by the piano. It's very, it's very inconvenient. We then, okay, so do do we have a pamphlet watch oh, um, outside pa- of? No, no, the only pamphlet is the one that she presents to uh, Rachel and Kurt, thinking that they're yes. dating. This is in Emma's office, of course. Yes. Um, Entitled, quote, Knee and My Hag. Lovely. Did- for fag hag. Yeah. yeah I was yeah. going to say, is that a term that one can yeah. say anymore? Um, I don't know. I don't think there's, I have enough information it, to say. I Maybe it seems think, like it's not one for us to say. Right. It's not cool to say it. We have made a lot of progress. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. As an LGBTQ community. But I don't think it's like. It's not the worst thing Horrible. they've said on this show. You just, like, shouldn't refer to your straight friend as that. Right. But of all of the jokes in it, was the most clever, yes. I will say. Yeah. Um, we have the obligatory, it's your senior year, you're going to college talk. Um, but oddly enough, Emma's right. Juilliard does not have a musical theater program. I... They have vocal and they have yeah. acting. And they have nothing to combine the two. Um, so literally maybe uh, 30 minutes before we started recording I saw a TikTok that was like because sometimes I end up on Glee TikTok where someone was like you're telling me that type A Rachel Berry did not a single Google search to look into whether or not she just she was like I want to go to school in New York City and picked a name of a school in New York City and did nothing further she didn't once be like how to get into Juilliard 
and it would be like Excellent or Juilliard musical theater and they'd be like no there isn't then right and then they're both devastated like there's no other colleges in the entire city of new york i also was like you guys are in ohio the best musical theater program is in michigan yeah go to michigan what the fuck are you and talking like about? the second best is in ohio like, your top three ones are in Michigan, Ohio, and Pennsylvania. What are they? UMich, mm-hmm. um, uh, Cincinnati Conservatory of Music, and mm. Carnegie Mellon. And they don't bring any of those. No, because it has to be about going to New York. It's about the vibes. Right. It's about the vibes. But it's not again, realistic. NYU was not mentioned once. I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, my only patented Storkman, ha, that I let <laughs> out. During watching this was when she was like, the New York Academy of Dramatic Arts, and I just had this, like flashback to working at the renaissance fair as a high schooler and being with a bunch of like amda and all those people and i just like oh it was so funny because they're like don't do it it's a scam thank you because as soon as they were talking about this i'm like just say amda just say amda yep just call it what it is i was like oh step off that's so funny and you know what's sad there was a, like, non-zero amount of sheltered, like, Midwest kids who fully thought Niata was a real place. Sure, oh, like, I believe that it. Makes, the discovery that, that Niata was not a real college, I think, broke some real hearts uh, in, the, in the real world. That actually makes me sad. Now, I can understand it from, I'm putting my marketing brain on, <laughs> from, like, a marketing standpoint of not wanting to, like, officially endorse like um, a, a real college. endorse yeah. a specific mm-hmm. program because you know of the power that they would have but on the other hand i'm like okay but this show also uh, very clearly from this episode is such a proponent of like arts education and trying to get Lord, people yeah. from everywhere into the arts and i'm like why on earth would you lie <laughs> to these kids who fight not have any other resources to know what is or isn't a school for theater. That's a great point. And, like, they could have used that as, as an excuse to be like, yeah, well, why don't you look at Umich, Carnegie, right. CCM, what have you. Um, and then they and end like, up at Niata because they have to have their, like, full creative control over what they say and do in this right. state college program. Right. But um, Maybe would have broken less hearts. And we learned that there is a Midwestern mixer for... <laughs> prospective Niata students, which is, I don't think that's a thing, unless you're actually on the campus. Um, yeah. And no. we end we end it with a good old, yay college! I did, I did like a nice little yay, yay college indeed. <laughs> which very much reminded me of my college days where we would be on the corner of Main Street and my roommates and I would yell out at all the newcomers, yay college! Yep. <laughs> Everyone just, yeah. yay college. Yay college. <laughs> um cut to sue is running for congress and she is way behind whole scene off the top aged horribly because yes. she took a pro deportation stance um because she needs to be against something um however a plus way to turn it around with why not toast bread's already baked i don't get why you need to cook it again i fucking love that give becky a spinoff right she's speaking the real she had the best line yeah yes. bar none i have pepperoni in my bra <laughs> your nipples I was like that's great A+. oh you're talking that's about Brittany. Brittany. 
Sorry, wait. Oh, Brittany. Sorry. But you, no, but you're not wrong you're also either. Right. This is this is the season of Brittany, and it shows. I freaking I love the cheerleaders. I yes. stand by this. I'm like I am super pro the cheerleading team. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and that's like really it for that scene. I feel yeah, like. it, you, um, th- she's running for Congress. Fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like, oh, she has to. Uh, she has to take a pro, an anti stance, uh, like on something everyone hates. So naturally, it's the Glee Club, and it's the art. Well, to be fair, um, and her point is valid. Everyone really does hate hearing people badly play chopsticks at a piano where they did not ask to be hearing piano. Like, yes, that's absolutely. She's really right about that. I can't imagine a more justified reason for wanting to cut arts funding. I and mean, at the end of it, she was like, we get no arts funding until everyone reads at a college level or, like or an A, a, a level. A, no, would, it's like, not even that. It's We get no arts funding until everyone reads at their grade level. Grade level. Like, I, I was like, actually. You're like, ah, oh, geez. Actually, that's kind of valid. Yeah. Maybe people should be able to do that. Ah, yikes. I'm like, it's really important. Yeah. literacy rates are especially like if you want to go into the arts you probably want uh, to be able to read at a great level especially for a lot in of ohio reasons. yeah i know i was uh. like i am not for the record pro cutting arts funding. no right. we have to establish this as well here like we are all in some sort of artistic field or mindset like we are not pro cutting arts but we are also pro education yes yeah I, you know, believe that Glee exists in a different universe. And yeah. I have a lot of questions about this universe, but we'll, we're going to get to it. <laughs> Amazing. It's, like on another, it's in another dimension. Yes. There is one massively racist joke here, and they actually do mm-hmm. call it out, so half a point for that. We also learned that there is another teacher in the school. There is now four yep. or five. I lost track, but it's still... You can still at least count them on one hand. I think she's the fifth teacher ever, yeah. Right, and so the geometry teacher um, now has, uh, Sue now has her vote because um, she's tired of the theater kid violence, as Annette so eloquently put it. (laughs) Yes, Um, it's STEM versus art again. You can only have one. You can only have one, it's true. And from having worked at a uh, tech startup, for a hot minute i gotta tell you stem they they actually fundamentally do not understand how creative things happen and they are uh, (laughs) baffled and angry that it is not um quantifiable whether or not Mm. something is good that makes sense (laughs) fascinating that doesn't surprise i I just want to watch those people from like like i don't know from the other side of like an interrogation room or something That's and just like watch them Stem work. That's what versus arts is, is the each, the yes. other watching each other and trying to figure out how <laughs> they survive. Yeah. I feel like arts people sit here for, for STEM and go like, yeah, I get it. It's like you, you're making art, but with, it has strict rules. And if you don't do the rules, then, then it doesn't get created. Mm-hmm. And then they're over here like, how dare the thing not have rules? I cannot create. Yeah. There is no rules. Yeah. And they're like, it's just not how this particular thing works. We cut to our first uh, our first iteration of Klain yes. of the season. Welcome back, Klain. Um, with Kurt being, no, I'm being passive aggressive, which not at all a red flag in a relationship. <laughs> Blaine just can't bail on the warblers, even though Kurt really wants him to transfer to McKinley. Because mm-hmm. um, if he stays at Dalton, they're competitors. But it's really, I just want to see you more. And we learn here that this coffee shop is called the Lima Bean, which... Yes. I'll give that to you. That's I'll good. give them that. 
That's good. The writing to get Darren Chris onto this show as a series regular or, uh, is lazy at best. Um, mm-hmm. And you know what? Fine. It's like yeah. they, they almost really could have just written, but you're getting paid more and we need you to have you in every episode. And it's really hard to keep coming up with reasons to figure out why we would go to Dalton or you would come here. So you might as well just transfer. Right. You know what? And I almost would have liked God it more. could have just gotten another job. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then he had to go <laughs> yeah. to McKinley. Like, That's all it needs. Um, like, <laughs> it's true. They could have, or Dalton could have, you know, shut down or there was money problem. Anything besides. Exactly. Anything besides transfer for me, your high school boyfriend, which is problematic in at a lot best. of ways. Or at worst. I don't know. It's, it's problematic. It's problematic. Absolutely. End of sentence. But whatever. Yes. I know it's why they had to do it from a technical side, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, I guess, I mean, I assume that the other school has to remain on as um, their rivals. Right. But I also was like, Meh. Everyone loved acapella yeah, so much they couldn't get rid of the acapella, but everyone loved Darren mm-hmm. Chris more, so they need him him over here. It's, it's just like TV chess, I assume. Mm. Acapella violence (laughs) (laughs) enter punk quinn with pink hair and an ironic tramp stamp of ryan seacrest yep sure um honestly i was here for it i was here for the whole thing the look was frankly fantastic she's wearing like this long like black and white tie-dyed skirt that looks i'm like yeah yeah i do want that who can do it all made me want to go pink again i'm not gonna lie yeah Yeah. she looked great not dissimilar haircuts either, Annette. I know. I was like, oh, wow, she's really rocking my vibe, and I love it. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see it on someone else and then recognize that it, I got a good thing going. Yeah. yeah. It's good. <laughs> um, turns out, uh, is this where we meet the, the skanks? This is where we meet the skanks, yes. Our new group um, of friends. Yes. Um, turns out they all slept with Puck the same year. Okay. Oh, <clears throat> not, the, not the skanks. That's when Mercedes, uh, not Mercedes, Santana and Brittany are, talk, are trying to talk Quinn into coming back. Oh, right, 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 Says right, right, that right, right. Okay. they bonded because they, like, they have something special. They, like, they're best friends. They all slept with Puck the same year. Like, the skanks are just caricatures secondary, of, of yeah. bad girls. Right. I love them. I would be their friend. Yeah, they look yeah. like they're having a good time. They look like they know what's happening. Totally. They know everything. They know all the gossip, too, but, like, oh, no one pays sure. any mind to them, so, like, they just skate by on it. Um, They're like, I'm here, I'm living my life, I'm gonna get to college, and I'm gonna know how to have sex. Yeah. <laughs> Will. Um, yeah. Will was not a skank <laughs> in high school, and it shows. No, we know this. Um, so, that's, the skanks are Quinn's new friend group. Mm-hmm. The unholy trinity, as they put it, is disbanded. Yes. Um. But we have a Faberry moment where Rachel shows up in her bobby socks and her aggressive bob and yep. goes, but we need you, Quinn. Um, also, why is Quinn dating a 40-year-old skateboarder? Yikes. You know. You know when you're just right. like, what problematic things can I pile on? Um, and yeah, This scene did have the one line that made me laugh out loud, which was Rachel and her desperate pleas to try to convince Quinn to come back to Glee Club says... We're doing a tribute to the Go-Go's. Who doesn't love the Go-Go's? And the other one right. of the skanks goes, I prefer the Bangles. And I'm like, that is the best. <laughs> that is the only comeback to that that would have made me laugh. And it's true. 
I do have some. Hilariously, I actually thought the same thing before that line <laughs> happened. I was just like, who doesn't love the Go-Go's? And I was like, the bangles are better. Yes! <laughs> Right, you and should I was like, say it. Oh, my people! <laughs> and that was seen. I was like, I feel very seen. It was beautiful. <laughs> I would not have been cool enough in any aspect to hang out with the skanks, but like spiritually, mm-hmm. I I get. You'd them. be looking across the room and being like, God, I wish I was one of the skanks. Mm-hmm. It's like I wish that they knew <laughs> that I could be a skank. <laughs> <laughs> But of course, offers open whenever you want to come back because, as Vin Diesel put it, we're a family. Yeah. Um, cut to Sue's corner. Unless it's a day when she's being screened for hepatitis, this gal's not positive. I I like that one. I thought that was funny. Um, and so this is where she states the case. Um, arts in school, arts in public school is the enemy. Um, she says China's on our ass, people, which is like uh, like problematic, but like. Mm-hmm. How many other countries are ahead of us in all educational fields? I'm working with a girl right now who was raised speaking five languages. Like, come yeah. on. Um, yeah, I do remember that being a, a, I mean, it continues to be a very big political talking point. But that struck me as less about education and more about the econ- like the economy. Because yes. they always talk about China in regards to the economy. Yeah. So whenever politicians talk about anything, it could be literally anything. It's probably about the economy. It's always about and they're like, oh, China's beating us. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, Sue throws in a mention about how she dislikes arts and mentions uh, a four-hour play about what it's like to be a middle-aged gay New Yorker. I howled. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> and I, That whole thing. I paused and spent some time trying to be like, is this a real play that they're making fun of? And I couldn't think of one. <laughs> but surely it exists. I... It exists, and it exists in many, <laughs> many iterations. It's, it's all plays, yeah. actually. It's all plays and, like, half of the musicals that have ever been. Yeah. It's just about being a gay middle-aged New Yorker. There's, there are so many. Like, I yeah. cannot <laughs> emphasize that hard enough. I saw one act how opera many? about that the other day. <laughs> okay, so that's the only thing people know how to write about. Good to um, know. Yeah, it's like a real, it's a, it's a real trope. <laughs> yeah, I worked for someone once who who worked at an MFA musical theater program and was like, I swear to God, if I have to watch one more musical with somebody being uh, in their twenties and gay and living in New York City trying to write musical theater, I'm going to light myself on fire. <laughs> oh. <laughs> like, no. oh yeah, I mean, where's the lie though? Right. <laughs> it's a fair. It's that's fair. That I hear that theater kids <laughs> crimes. Theater Kid Crimes. Theater Kid Crimes. Um, that's going to be the tagline for this episode. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, like, the whole that whole rant of hers was, like, not untrue. Like, no. everything she said was just fully true. And, like, it, not even that it aged poorly. It's just, she's just correct. Um, but that doesn't mean we should cut all arts funding. Yeah. Correct. Yes. No, absolutely that not. Um, that part's uh, not true. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying this right now because it just occurred to me. If anybody uses my discount code once it opens, I'm going to give you a specific Theater Kid Crimes sticker. Beautiful. Ooh! Yes. <laughs> Hell Ooh. yes. Incentive. I love that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I am also like, oh, I want to make that a sticker. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so I will yes. use it for Glee It would be beautiful listeners. to be able to just have, that's the kind of sticker you carry around. And when one of your friends is doing some Theater Kid Crimes, you're like, hey, <laughs> stop. 
This is you right now. Put you it on. Hold up that notebook. You know, you're like, put it on your shirt. Everyone's got to know yeah. you're a criminal today. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't know you woke up today and chose violence. It chose violence. Amber. Um, so cut to um, the the Will Schuster counterpoint. Arts help kids do better in schools. Um, that sounds like it could be true. I don't know. It yeah. is true. Yeah. yeah. The only thing um, I remember from this scene is we have to talk about a sex life again, and I'm upset. Yes. I know. Which is he comes basically... in with, like, a real topic, yeah. and then he's like, but I just don't get to have fun with my boner. Right? <laughs> let, me tell the, let me tell the two most inappropriate people about my, my dick problems. My boss my and my boss, enemy. Yeah, and then the woman who hates me. <laughs> And, she, and also, like, part of this is, like, is because he's, like, I take this personally. I need the job security. I'm in a relationship now. You were before. I know. <laughs> yeah. You've been in several relationships. He's trying to start um, a family. It doesn't seem like he's discussed his, with Emma. It seems like had, he wants to start one and has not had any uh, input on right. this. It sounds like he has poked nothing but holes in all of his condoms. Yeah. And Oof. hasn't said a word. <laughs> in the past three months. Because um, yeah. their relationship has only been three months. Yes. And oh my god, that's terrible. I hate that. And like my next note is like they've only been together for three months and they're talking about starting a family. Ma'am, this is Ohio. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Emma seems like she has the kind of parents who will start talking about her genetic clock if they haven't already. So I could see her right. being on board for it. But also she's still a virgin because of that plot line we dealt with from last season. So right. <gasps> she's a virgin yeah, that's why she yes have sex with them i love this see no this is great i love getting the context filled in later <laughs> yeah, surprise this makes me very happy right. uh oh she's a virgin hence oh my god well then he needs to chill the fuck right? out it's like worse when you yes. know that because now it's will like who is like just kind of not being cool with someone else's life choices and another wow, I'm, thing i'm shocked yeah he was also this uncool like what two seasons ago when this was also a plot point yeah he's never been a big fan of her virginity as it turns out but he also wasn't a big fan of her being with other men it's giving but i'm a nice guy oh one thousand percent yep he is yeah ian this doesn't pertain to you but he is that toxic straight guy Mm -hmm. in all theater classes Mm -hmm. the one who just like will fuck anyone or anything and will just treat you like shit because he's like, I know it's Slim Pickens and I'm here. Right. I'm going to I'm gonna Joe Biden it all the time. I'm just here. <laughs> I didn't coin that. That's a new girl thing, but sure. I love it. <laughs> no, it's, you're not wrong. And also, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> I try not to be the toxic straight guy um, in all my musical theater contexts. Um, you, you are not. No. I can say that for having thank known you. you. A long oh, time. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Has it been? Tw- it's been twenty. It's been years. about twenty years. Gross. <laughs> right, anyway, I'm gonna jump out a window now. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, so Sue can't fight with him anymore. Truce for now. Macaroni hair. We're back. Fine. Um, cut to. I put plastic on these chairs in anticipation of this announcement. So feel free to wet yourselves with excitement. Love it. Um, Santana and Becky are now co-captains of the Cheerios. Wait, and I guess not, but make this about like any sort of like developmental disability where Santana goes, if anyone tells me what to do, I will destroy them. Yeah. She does say that. And then her lines leading up to it are, 
Yeah, not it's not about fave. the number of chromosomes. Yeah. 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 It's not. It's clumsy. It is. Yeah. I have to say, the show, as I was watching it, it really feels to me like the epitome of diversity is not inclusion. Yeah. Or equity. Mm. Yeah, it does have, like, just because mm. you are willing to have, you know, one of everything from the diversity box does not mean you're doing a good job. Yeah, because I was like, I love, I love that, the, like, this early on in the in the scope of television i guess that we um we already had someone who had a principal role mm-hmm. who has down syndrome that's fan flipping tactic right. hooray mm-hmm. yes but like at what cost to just like i don't know it this was definitely better yeah. in a lot of ways than uh the the one other episode that i've seen where i was like oh i i felt really gross yeah. <laughs> After watching it, this I was like, uh, I mean, everyone is fair game, I guess, but why is that the only joke that they go to is like commenting on somebody's, I know yeah. I already said this, but race or disability or something. I'm like, right. sexuality, yeah. just like anything. I was like, it's God, like, it's chill. It's like the South Park <laughs> model, but not like working right. in the same way. And also, also yeah. Also, I feel like 2011 was, like, one of those heights of, like, roasty comedy yeah. where, like, the the thing that was yeah. quote-unquote different or bad about you was the joke. Right. Um, but it's cool because I'm on your side, wink, wink. Yeah. But it's, like, this is but all then we in look good back fun. now. Right, and we look back now and we're like, uh, not, not good. No. Yeah, um, it just really, really does not age well. Right. Wink, wink. Um, like, like, there's even a quick little, like, bisexual joke in there. Like, which team are you playing for this year? And I like to do that. That's like, oh, it's the Cheerios and the Glee Club are the two teams. Get it? But it, we right. all know what the joke is. Yeah. 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 I don't know. Ugh. Yeah, correct. Unfortunately, those, still, those biphobic kind of jokes still happen. Mm-hmm. But right. We're, get, we're getting there. <laughs> I feel, I feel as, a, as a bisexual myself, feel less offended by stupid bi jokes than autism right yeah (laughs) um progress is incremental sure Um, it's true but we have to we then get 17 minutes into the show before we get to our first production number which of course is we got the beat by the go-go's nobody wants to do it but rachel's like no like we have to because a numbers b it's glee. It's the second day of school. Imagine you put yourself in the school, sits your shoes of a high schooler. Mm-hmm. It's the second day of fucking school. You're just trying to eat your lunch. You're probably still navigating your lunchroom experience for this year because it changes every year. Mm-hmm. And suddenly there's people literally dancing on the tables and singing the Go-Go's. I would be like, no. <laughs> yep. No, absolutely I, not. Uh... There was a, a shot with one, and I I just spotted this one girl. They're, like, literally dancing on top of her lunch, and she's just reading a book. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, same. That girl That's how it. I'd be. <laughs> I'm like, stop. <laughs> I, this is my downtime. This is the only time oh. I have to not be, like, being told what I need to be doing at all times. I have 35 yeah. minutes. Come on. If that. Yeah. yeah. If that. 
This is my time to see my friends, yeah. read a book, have some lunch, recharge before my next class. And but you're up here demanding my energy. Right. And like second day of school and there's a food fight. I think like, I've <gasps> never seen a food fight. Traumatizing. Is that a thing that's Oh, ever I, I have. Really? Oh. Yeah, they ha- that was like the eighth grade like senior prank, as it were. Ugh. It was always non it was just dumb. It was yeah. always dumb. It was never like it was never anything real, and then like every eighth grader was like that we had they we had to had our names taken down because like we were a part of inciting a riot. Of course, a food riot. <gasps> That's funny. My I wrote this down as my my sidebar. <laughs> I was like, funny story about uh, my high school and food fights. <laughs> this happened a year before, and actually, Ian, this is probably why this happened to you. It was a year before I started. Uh, my high school and the seniors on senior like the last day for them they started a food fight that turned into an actual (gasps) riot and it it like ended up on national news it was like a whole oh my god it was a whole thing when i entered high school we had like lockdowns all the time because of that and yeah, knowing Ian, where that you were twenty five minutes from where I grew right. up, that's yeah, literally probably why that happened yeah. because it was such it was such a thing. That all rings a bell too. Like now that yeah. you mention it, holy shit! Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right, no food fights, kids. No food fights. Don't kids. do food fights. They start a riot. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, people were jumping the cops, and I mean, great a cab, but still. <laughs> The fact that it yeah. needed to get to cop level at all is like right, oof. horrifying. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. All that being said, uh, I do like this song. Thought it was good. Yeah. It had oh, yeah. a lot of Santana and Britney featured in it. Everyone mm-hmm. in that lunchroom should feel blessed watching Heather Morris dance on their table. Yes. Um, so that's amazing. And Santana sounded really good. And there wasn't too much Rachel. So. Top marks yes. for me all around. Check, check, and check. <laughs> um, could have used a little more Tina just because she's another strong dancer. Yeah, but yeah like I, I enjoyed it. Like it was a fun, catchy number. Um, good opening number, if it were to be that. I do like the song. We got the beat. Yeah, the bangles are it's better, but it's a it's a bop. <laughs> it goes off. Um, the band though did not give a shit. Uh, they clearly were there to collect their paycheck, there is, which I like, respect. That one kid who's playing guitar who does get to get up on the table, whoever that kid is. He had his moment. I think he was on. Um, I think he was on Gleek of the Week recently. Oh, really? I think so. Good for him. Well, he had his yeah. moment as nice. being a so- featured guitar soloist. Yeah. In his number. Good for that dude. He has no name. Cut to. Um, I have pepperoni in my bra. Yep. Those are your nipples. Beautiful. A plus. No notes. Beautiful. Um, and like Will is like disappointed, Dad or whatever. But then a girl walks in. Okay, buckle up, kids. Um, because we have some extremely cavalier. Asperger's jokes, and it's not okay. So, first of oh. all, I know when things were different in 2011, blanket note that we all know, that, like, Asperger's in general is a term that is fading away, um, mm-hmm. if not basically yeah. gone by now. Because now we just refer to it as the autism spectrum, and I believe the guy who Asperger's is named after was, like, a real piece of shit. Which is why, um people oh. kind of move themselves away from the term it's that it's also like it's negligent i mean for it it doesn't yeah. exist it's all just 
neurodivergency. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've gotten to that place. We're not using the term Asperger's anymore for the time that this was written. We, It doesn't bother me right. that they refer to it as Asperger's because we just hadn't reached that bit yes. of the conversation within the mental health um, community and uh, industry. Mm-hmm. However... And that doesn't mean... Just because they were using a term that was maybe the correct for the time does not make the fault that what line comes out of that woman's yeah. mouth any better. So oh, my God. And the fact that she sucked at singing, where they're just like, ha-ha, the kid with autism is yeah. bad. Oof, yeah. Yeah, she comes in the and says... The self-diagnosis yeah. of it all. She says, I have self-diagnosed Asperger's, so I can pretty much say whatever I want. No, yeah, which you're just like, awful. Oh, God, come on. Uh, followed by a botched performance of Big Spender. Um, yeah. yeah, so it's yeah, a joke it's that a... this person... Yeah, she's... She's, Big old she's rude and she can't sing is her right. whole personality at this point. Right. Yeah. I she she could have just been rude and not sing. Right. She could, it could have just been like my dad paid my dad paid for the pianos or donated the pianos or whatever, yeah. which is the thing. So like you owe me one. Like yeah. it could have been that easy. It's fine to have a person who can't sing want to be part of the Glee Club because right. it is like a moment for Will who's who's historically been like anyone who wants to be in glee can be in glee to then suddenly be faced with someone who has delusions about how good of a singer they are uh right to want to be in glee and how does he handle that fine it is really the neurodivergency like throwaway joke is which is what it is is a throwaway joke yes that's what takes this from an okay would have been an okay plot to like the most problematic thing maybe in this episode um yeah 100 percent and it's not only 100%. in this episode, we see it. So I will episode. say, though, like, it does seem like partway through season three, they realized that this was not a good character choice. And I think it gets phased out. Like, it's not something we return to a lot. It does get returned to some, unfortunately. But boy, mm. I wish they hadn't done it in the first place. Yep. So, um, yep. Do you think if you are... So, Glee is a club, apparently. It's always kind of a question of when it's <laughs> happening and what's happening. Right. Do you, Is it a require? Should it be a requirement that you need to be able to sing to be in it? Or, if not, why have the auditions in the first place? Because the point right. of an audition is to gauge someone's skill level, I presume. Yes. So if you're letting everyone yeah. in, then you shouldn't be making them audition, because that's how you find out people who can't sing want to be part of your club. 100%. And uh, I just also kind of can't imagine that this is the first time that they've really come up against someone who would want to be in this club and they couldn't sing. And on top, there's a bajillion ways to work around yes. that. Right. Like, if, if, that's your, if that's your thesis as a club which is anyone who wants to sing gets to sing awesome but you you don't get to have it both ways of like you you either get to either everyone gets to be in or you are the whole like we go to nationals yeah you have to make a choice you pick a lane it will does not want to pick a lane lane. i just as part as like far as conflict goes for him being like oh everyone always was in here i'm like this is weak sauce like yeah everyone's gotten in because you've only gotten plot good singers to who've wanted to be in Glee Club before yeah this is the first time we're ever seeing a 
but other than Mike Chang, which like if to Annette's point, like the whole Mike Chang's whole thing is he can't sing, but we work around that because he can dance. Right. So like this is the first time we've actually ever come across this kind of conflict, which could have been a much that could have been an episode. Is yeah. we have auditions, here are the four people that are good, the five people that are okay, and the three people that can't sing. What do we do? Right. But no, the fact we have to. I hadn't even thought about the Mike Chang of it all. That like they've already had someone who kind of can't carry a tune, but he's still happily part of Glee Club. And the fact that they were like, no, this one though is a bridge too far. Probably right, because yeah. of her neurodivergency. And you're like, oh, no. Oh, because her problem is that she's rude and can't sing. So that's the, that's the line. Mm-hmm. And, like, I guess, like, and uh, Rachel is right. If you want to have the standard of going to nationals, right. then you have to have the standard of going to nationals. In my high school, yeah, there fine. was two choirs. There was the choir anyone could be in, and then there was the choir that required auditions that Mm -hmm. like did shit and so if you wanted to go and do shit you had to be good enough to get into the audition choir and if not you got into the the other one the one for everyone yeah that's why they did auditions because they had standards and glee is trying to have both ways and they just can't sorry sorry will that you've lived in a fantasy world where only good singers have wanted to be part of your glee club right and that brings us immediately to our next beat where Will is sussing all of this out. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk a lot about this plot point that did not need to happen. Yeah. Um, but, like, we we see Beast again for the first time this season. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. Um, still rocking a full chicken, too. Still rocking a full-ass chicken. Um, is this the, also the scene where um, one was like, do you have a full chicken, uh, like, every day? That's I have next, a full chicken every meal. next episode. Next episode. Um, Beast is right. It's your job to put, or it's our job as like coaches right. to put us in the best position to win. You win, you buy that club ten more years. Not invalid. Yeah. Um, even though Sue's gaining in the polls, anti art is winning. So, God help me, General Schuster. The yep. is is about to launch a counter offensive. Sue passed. Sue's gaining in the polls means she passed people who would be willing to vote for anyone white. Which I was yes. like, yeah, that sounds correct yeah. as welcome yep. to Ohio. <laughs> Truly. I mean, also for Ohio in 2011, I'm like, she should have just run on, on fetuses are people. Yeah. And that's... That's all she needed. That's, that's it. it. She would have been fine. Good news. Emma's finally turned on for the first time in her life. I guess. Yucky. I just... <laughs> I don't want them to tell me is it so much to ask that they in this show about high schoolers that i don't have to hear about the adults and they tortured us enough with touch a touch a touch me they don't it was more than torture anyway um i'm upset that's that's it yeah that's the point that's the case yeah that's it that's uh, that's the tweet in it no thank you dear glee no thank you end of end of dear review. glee i'm upset <laughs> so then we have to call back to the fact that kurt and uh rachel were on the gershwin theater to sing a wicked song last year <sighs> yeah now they have to um, go now they have to intimidate these wannabes with some song that i have never heard before oh. outside of the original context of the wizard of oz oh no i have Either. I had the okay. I'm glad I'm not. I was alone banking here. on one of you two having heard it before. 
We are 0 for it, 3. Honestly, it must be a jazz standard with the way that yeah. that intro is. Like, that that's that's what it must be. I, I can't imagine that's not how it so, came to be. However, I was like, okay. Yeah, because I guess it's a song. So this Wikipedia article is just about the song from the movie. I don't believe it's from this version. It's a jazzy version of, like, Ding Proper Dong, the Witch versions? is Dead. Yeah, but it has more... Unclear. I have no idea. Well, I bet I can find out on the Wikipedia page. It's, but... um, also, like, our listeners, like, we love that you engage with us. Tell Please us. engage with us and let us know what's going on with this song, where it came from, what the deal is. We, I've we just only ever heard it within know. the context of Glee. And if you go through it on Wikipedia, it is just to the the song that is we know from the movie. Mm. So, wow. Oh, okay. I looked it up. Okay. So from glee.fandom.com. Great. Naturally. It's uh, The Witch is Dead from The Wizard of Oz, which is the Barbara Streisand and Harold Arlen version. Of course oh. it is. Oh, of course Why it didn't is. we clock that it would be Barbara? Right. That um, That is now on us. Do you know what? <laughs> the only thought I had during this number, other than what is this song and where could it be from, is it has big Ryan and Sharpay energy. Yeah. It does. It's very much bop to the top, um, what I've been looking for, which is mostly Sharpay, and Ryan's there also. <laughs> yep, that's but it. But Kurt was the one who made up this, like, whose idea this number was, so he gave himself the short stick, which I don't think is in character. But Right. But the jazz department is here. They have an actual, like, they finally named that, like, ghost band behind them. It's the McKinley High Jazz Department. Hooray. I mean... They have always tech like one of the very early episodes. They clock that it's the jazz band that's coming in to help them. Right. I just don't buy that they're real people who have lives and families because all Agreed. they do is stand in the back. So it's a ghost and, jazz band. Right. And also, this is the number that's supposed to intimidate everyone. I didn't Kay. hate this number, but I don't like it. I I could do without it. It's yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's a big, a big fine. I yeah. did like that they had those fun little brooms that retract into be able to fit in that tiny chest, and then they open them up and kind of, like, become full-size brooms. That's fun. That's yeah. kind of fun. That's a fun prop. Yeah, like, so much of this episode, like, you know how, like, when we all, like, loved Beto O'Rourke in, like, 2018, and then mm -hmm. we were like, oh, he's running for president now, and then he kind of, like, stumbled out of the gate, and we are all like, oh, maybe not. That's kind of how this mm -hmm. episode felt to me. <laughs> That's fair. Like, Everyone's like, I can't wait for Glee to get back. And you're like, and oh, like, this is oh, what this you're is what you did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, we get this brutal honesty scene. We get a really short Cheerios audition montage, which I wish yep. I wish they I had done more, more with this. Like, last season we had a great one. Like, Mercedes was there. Like, Finn was there to be, like, right. a giant klutz. It was hilarious. Um, but this time it is just truly only for Will Schuster to show up with a... Uh, one of those like flip cameras. Which I was gonna I say loved. nothing dated this episode more than seeing Emma record on the flip cam because that was supposed to be like the recording technology. Mm -hmm. I believe because I believe the gimmick was the flip had a USB built into it, so yes. all you had to do was plug Press that camera right into your computer. And I also think it had the capability to like upload to Twitter really easily. I think like, that sounds familiar because I remember having one because it was like yeah. it was awesome. I didn't use it like 
I, no, we never used it. Like, but I, had I wish one. I did, but like it was awesome. Like it was such a great idea. Now everything's Let's, on your iPhone. Imagine having a video camera in your pocket. That was the whole. That's what that it was. was. Whole, that was that was the gimmick. But... Imagine. <laughs> yeah, she says, looking at her iPhone 13, <laughs> right? <laughs> that I used for work to do. Yeah. Video stuff. Yeah. Also, very 20, uh, 2011, You just got glitter bombed. Glitter bombed. I know. Uh, I actually was upset by yeah. that. Yeah. That's a. It's that was I a was lot like, of fucking glitter. First, right of in all. her like, eye. Right yeah, first of all, I was like, okay, the glitter bomb is on purpose yeah. supposed to be upsetting and annoying, but it was also supposed to be for gay marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Will, you don't get this oh, one. No. It was like you used it on conservative senators when they were voting against gay rights. <laughs> Not for your weird... Not for your weird, terrible retaliation. Right. That didn't even make sense. I blocked out his entire speech because it was nonsense. And then he just dumps the bucket of glitter and runs away like a child. And Emma, once again, we have to see her turned on. Cut to Blaine now goes to McKinley. But don't do this for me, Kurt says, because if you do, that would lead to anger and resentment. And meanwhile, that's all you fucking wanted, Kurt, um, is for him to go there for you to spend more time. And that's what he says, as I came here to be close to you. Here's sure. The thing. This has red flag slash bad idea written all yes. over it. I'm just choosing to ignore it. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm just going to ignore it. I'm glad Blaine's here. I like Darren Chris is a good singer. He has yep. a fun presence to the room. Fine. Is this a terrible idea? Yes. Absolutely. Don't transfer schools to be with your high school boyfriend. That's a terrible idea. And once again, we bring up what? the question... What does that commute look like? Where is he well, coming maybe, from? How long see, does he have to drive? Would have made more sense for his family to need to move. They could have done this better, but they didn't. But whatever, he's here now. <laughs> Annette's face right now says it all. Um, <laughs> uh, my my hands are on my cheeks. Yes. Yes. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also, I mean, full disclosure. Every time I see Derek, or I am always like, oh. Well, he killed Johnny Versace, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was great in that. Yeah, he was wonderful. Yeah. Um, and so then we have to like, not uh, then we have to smash cut to a flash mob of it's not unusual where the fucking backup dancers are the same cheerleaders that were like, get off my lunch table. I know. Ten yes. minutes ago. Well, now they're being captained by Santana, who is using yes. this as an using excuse. Blaine's musical number as an excuse to light a piano on fire. I yeah, will say, they're great at learning choreo- choreography, though. They picked mm-hmm. that up really fast. They sure did. Yes. This is the number that led me to a larger question about the Glee universe. <laughs> <laughs> Which was mostly, I was like, you know, I don't think I f- can fully comprehend how many of these numbers exist in their heads yeah. and exist in real life. This was one where I was like, oh, well, surely... This one exists in their head. Like, mm-hmm. they're just feeling like this is so wonderful and yay, you're here. Uh, but then the the thing gets lit on fire. And yeah. I was like, this is this is true musical theater violence. <laughs> yeah. This is horrible. Like, Why the fuck would you just all do this in the middle of nowhere? Hasn't, hasn't your class had to deal with enough of your shenanigans and right. tomfoolery? What... 
Yeah, some of them just want to study for midterms. <laughs> Most of them, I would say. Also, there's no way that a school that take, is in Ohio, a, a state with a lot of weather, has that nice of an outdoor eating facility. Yeah, yeah we keep on going back to that point. It's like, I'm what is with that outdoor it. eating facility? That's, That's a real fair point. That's a real California it's thing. It's real LA. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, it's like, hmm. We used to care about things making sense either happening in the real world or not they very briefly cared about it in the first 13 episodes of the show and then they gave up <laughs> so yeah this is this is they, yeah they the put all of that all energy into people... the first 13 they're like oh shit now we have to do this for real Ugh. yep um yeah well if all of this happens in real life then i i think... yeah i think this is my theory sorry yes. this is what led me to it yes that sue is the only one who has existed in our universe and somehow got transferred into this bananas, bonkers, batshit weirdness. (laughs) And she is, like, operating like a normal person and everyone is like, no, but we all make dance and our voices are auto-tuned. Naturally. Sue is like, so Sue's crazy in this world is actually just being the one sane human from the real world. I think that Sue is the secret hero. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I see uh, nothing wrong with this theory, yeah, frankly. I have it's nothing. better than, like, Sue's in a coma and it's all taking place in her head. Well, <laughs> the ultimate nightmare. <laughs> um, Jackson just love that like Rugrats. <laughs> no, I think that Oof. she did, like, a full Outlander. Yeah. Mm. Yes. I have no counter-arguments. Yeah. She touched some standing stones and just, like, ended up in this wacky upside-down version. And she oh, hates it here. The world. She <laughs> accidentally like, oh found God, a port I, key. I have to destroy this. <laughs> um, yeah, I think the conceit of this number is supposed to be this is Blaine both doing the assignment of, like, there's a piano you got to sing, and also maybe this is his audition, despite the fact that, Will, the teacher's not here um, right. to see it. And then and everybody already knows his deal. Right. And then Santana uses this song as an opportunity to do some sabotage by having prepped her cheerleaders beforehand, before the spontaneous music number, to do some choreography and end it by carrying around. They all had lighter fluid hidden somewhere in those very small uniforms with no pockets, and then they were going to burn the piano. Does that make make more sense? No. But that's what no. the Glee writers were like, this, don't worry, guys. They'll all get it. <laughs> A flash They'll mob followed by some light arson, which is... Not a pun that I intended to make. Um, <laughs> we then cut to this this goddamn convention center where the the Niata showcase is to the left and the gun show is to the right. Sure. Yeah. And they enter and there is a kid named Gavrosh and the actual Gerber baby and there's a kid named Canada. So this scene made me... Like, there's the opening shot where, like... Kurt and Rachel are like, we're here to show how great we are. And then they open the door and it's literally just like alternative universe Kurt's and Rachel's. That's a good joke. I'll give that to Glee. Yes. Because they're like, we're so one of a kind. And then it's like, nope, surprise. You're just like every other theater kid. Yes. And to be fair, hit home. Yep. Identify. When you walk into an audition room and be like, oh no, they all look like oh, that's me. me. That's me with darker hair. That's me with lighter pants. That's me. Yeah. That's yeah. me four inches taller. Yeah. It's... Yeah, that's me four inches shorter. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. One of every so, one of every flavor. Uh, t- this number marks the appearance of our first of the Glee Project winners. Yes. Uh, 
your current alphabet, Lindsay Pierce, yes. uh, appearing as a runner-up from Glee's reality TV show that aired over the summer. Um, she did um, not win, and she gets to do this instead. She gets, yeah, she gets to essentially lead this anything goes slash anything you can do mashup, mm-hmm. um, which was good. It was it's, it was a good number. She's excellent in it. I really like this number. Yeah, like this was like. I feel like you could tell that this was the least auto-tuned of the voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't need it. It sounded the most natural. She didn't need it. I really like the number of Anything Goes. <laughs> she showed general. up, but she was like, no, I I can sing. Yeah. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> you don't have to auto-tune me. I'm good. Right. I know how to read. I can sing. I am ready to And Lee Michelle was just in the corner like, glowering oh, you. this is another one where leah michelle reacting to this happening around her is leah michelle and not rachel berry <laughs> right this is leah michelle being like oh if ryan murphy gives this woman any more numbers we're gonna have words <laughs> I, I will storm into the writer's trailer it's a reminder that not once except for the one booty camp which we'll get to next episode um they have there's very little formal dance training in the mckinley high glee club yeah, I mean, Rachel went to ballet class that one time with Jonathan Groff, but... The one time. She that was one of the yeah. ones. Yeah, and then dropped out. Um, and this is enough... Oh, and there's also a firework at the end of that number, which Chef's Kiss yes. loved it. Um, and then we and... smash cut to them sobbing in the car, realizing that they are not <laughs> special at all. <laughs> that scene, as much as I, I really hate those two characters, yeah. in, like, it... Um, that hit home for me. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. was that was the one. I remember having a lot of. Uh, I, I feel like most arts kids can relate to that moment of your like yes. having a panic attack in your car, being like, "Holy crap! Like, maybe I'm not that special. Maybe I can't do this. Maybe like, why? Why am I even? Blah blah blah." Theirs was a, a, a little more dramatic, I think, but like <laughs> Natch. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that I thought was very touching in the end of these two yeah. characters being like, you are very special and yeah. you're going to do great. Right. And I, I liked it. I was like, oh, look, humanity. Right. Yeah. And, like, another point for growth where, like, they can have that scene as Kurt and Rachel together and then yes. have it as a moment of coming together rather than, yes. like, well, they're my competition, you're my competition, no. and they're all just pointing at yeah. each other like the Spider-Man meme. Um, yes. Um, there was growth. They're just going to call each other fierce a bunch, which I feel like also dates the writing of this show a little bit. Um, Very 2011. I will yeah. say, I, I'm a little, like, Rachel's like, I have no, like, they all have acting credits. I don't have any credits. I'm like, girl, you never did a single community theater production. I know. You never did right. any. I, I don't buy that at all. Cause she's what were you doing over the summer, too. Rachel? Right? I was like, come on. <laughs> that is You've, more than enough time. You're telling me she's never been at least an orphan in Annie. Oh, like, my God. Yeah. You've never been an orphan in Annie. You've never been in a How has she not town? been every right. single orphan in Annie? Yeah. Because, like, Kurt, I can buy. His dad's not, like, on the pulse of... Right. And he wasn't even, like, didn't even come out to his dad till like... he. I can see that being a little bit of a repressed relationship where he's not like, let me do theater. But Rachel... That girl's been auditioning in the uh, in the, the, the Lima community theater project forever. The two months that it, that your summer vacation takes is more than enough time to audition, rehearse, and perform 
a community theater production of insert musical here. It could be or anything. Or even like theater camp, which has even enough theater to camp. have. How do oh, we yeah. not have the bonus episode where Rachel Berry is at the equivalent of, the equivalent of French Woods or Stage Door Manor? <laughs> Truly. Do they yeah. make like it makes no sense. summer stock for children? Like Yeah. She, yeah, mm-hmm. she'd be doing that. Yeah. I mean like but, there are so many like even especially in Ohio there are so many professional theaters out and about where like yeah, they can absolutely do Annie. They can absolutely do like Lame is have a little Cosette or whatever. Um, and I looked it up, so this mixer was in Dayton, which is like a real mm, city. Yeah. Um, and that's only an hour from Lima, which is for like your kid's dream. Parents drive an hour to bring their kids to rehearsals and things like that. Like, it's doable. But, Especially yeah. Rachel Berry's parents. Especially Rachel Berry's parents. But, you know, rise and shine. It's time to kill a kid's dream, which yep. Will is clearly not into. Mm-hmm. Um, but Emma is all like, this week you became a man of words and action, and I'm super into it. Gag. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I, my only note here is like, I sound like a broken record, but please, please stop talking about Will Schuster's sex life. Like, I really want to hear about nothing less. <laughs> I'm just flashing back. All I can think now is when you, <laughs> when you responded to a moment like this with four second long fart noise. That's what it is. Except it's worse because it's actively damaging my brain cells to hear about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like, we get a real quick thing of, like, Sugar, this this awful child, um, like, being awful about being rejected. Um, yeah. Reads Will for filth. And now Sue enters saying, like, I respect you for your prank. Um... Because now I'm higher in the polls. Because you put a prank online, and now more people agree with me. Blaine's in the club now. All the boys are concerned because, like, you know what? Yeah, they should be. Yeah, they should <laughs> they be. They should be. He's better than all of them. He is. And he's more charismatic than most of them. So. Yeah. And, like, maybe I love Finn that. just needs to step it up. Maybe Finn just maybe Finn just needs to step it up. Maybe you can't just coast on being like. Like, boy. resident tall dude anymore. Yeah. Finn has coasted on being boy, and now there's other boy. Finn has on being boy, and now Finn can coast on, or until now, Finn could have coasted on being boy without Sam in the way. Mm-hmm. Like, boy without the other boy with actual musical talent. But this is a boy who's motivated to do well in music, unlike every yeah. other boy, so. And, He's like. not top boy anymore. Not top boy anymore. Not top boy anymore. <laughs> Take that as you will. Um, <laughs> Santana is now kicked out because she instigated the because bonfire. Because of arson. Because of arson. Yeah, because of light arson. arson so. yes. And now Will has standards. Um, great. Um, and Brittany is not in trouble because she was going to help out. But, quote, I'm a water sign. So, brilliant line. Uh. Chef's kiss. Love that. Finn, has, Finn does have a point. They're not into the ball hogging. Like, if, if... Okay, he does not have a point. They're very much You're right. No, hugging. you're right. You're right. They like I stand to corrected. say they're not into They're like, we're a glee club for everyone, but it's still been Rachel and Finn at every single competition performance. So I stand corrected. He's wrong, but he's Finn wrong. doesn't know you're anything. Right. So you're right. Believes. But like at the same time, like, we, I mean, we do, they share the wealth more than the Warblers did. And I know that's right. really functional just yeah. from a writing standpoint. But like, if you're going to compare the two glee clubs, Fair they do enough. a better job. Like, yes. again, the bar is in hell, but... <laughs> the um, bar is fully in hell. 
Like, um, don't, cl but Santana, don't come back to this club unless you can be as loyal as everyone else, because fit Will knows that she's playing for both teams again, whatever. I don't know, it's just, like, the same thing, like, people in theory should be allowed to be on both a cheerleading team and a glee club, um, but mm -hmm. the arson really is, like, lighting a piece of property on fire is a pretty big deal. Right. Um, but it kind of maybe be, should be, like, you're kicked out of glee club because you did something inherently dangerous, not you're kicked out of Glee Club because your loyalties are wrong. That It just sure. feels like right action, wrong message from Will. Mm. Mm. Then we have to introduce the West Side story of it all so yeah. that Rachel can play Maria. Again, this is Leah Michelle more than anything. You know, um, I just, my favorite story ever is Leah Michelle being like devastated she didn't get Maria because she learned Spanish for the role. And like, but this was actually the production that casted someone who actually was Puerto Rican, and she was like, "That role should have been mine." And we're like, "I know, oh my god, no." And you know what's funny, is like they mention, well, we're gonna do, because the last year's musical, which wasn't even a musical, was Rocky Horror. They're like, so we're gonna do the non-controversial West Side Story. West Side I know. Story. Literally, my high school wasn't allowed to do it. Why weren't because, they allowed to do it in your school? Because we didn't have enough representation to be able to, like, accurately portray half of West Side Story. Because if we had done West Side Story, it would have been all white. Didn't Maybe. stop suffering high school. Right. Well, my high school was, like, pro let's put some giant air quotes around progressive. Right. And then we went on to do Aida, so, like, <laughs> it's not a perfect oh, metaphor. Oh, wow. But Is West Side Story. <laughs> I mean, there it's was not at better. Least, there was at least two black people in our version of Aida, so <laughs> at least, which is more than it's. I don't know. I like people went really up in arms. I think because West Side Story was so quote unquote politically charged that it got taken off the roster for as a mm. High School Musical, and maybe just enough people didn't know what Aida was about when our director suggested it that it got the okay. They saw Elton John on there, and they're like, surely this will be fine. Yeah. But, I don't know. Choices. Wow. Yeah. And Choices so, were made. And so now we have to, um, we have to establish the plot line of Rachel Berry has to be Anita, or me, uh, not Anita. Maria. Um, Rachel Berry has to be Maria, or does Mercedes have to be Maria? Game on. And, um, Kurt is running for student class, uh, student body president. Mm -hmm. Um, we have Tina's little moment of truth one more time. Like it's like they had a starting point and an ending point for Tina. And no plot like, in between. No plot in between. Justice for Tina. Yeah. Um, just to say they still make beautiful music. Um, right. So okay. now we have to do. You can't stop the beat from Matthew Morrison's hairspray. <laughs> I. Oh. So I was first really upset because. Leah Michelle gets up and starts singing the most funeral dirge version of You Can't Stop <laughs> yes. the Beat I've ever heard. And I was like, yes. if this is all this song is, I'm going to, I'm stopping it here. I'll, I right. won't watch anymore. But then it picked up and it was fine. Uh, it was fine. I just, I don't know. I was sitting there going like, wow, way to take all of the meaning, meaning out of Hairspray. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just like completely devoid of the whole point of that musical yep and movie and then i thought to myself john waters would not approve this is mm. not the right kind of filthy 
I hate it. This was <laughs> this was the Glee writers being like, you know, it'd be really clever if we bookended our musical numbers with two songs that had the word beat in the title. Right. Like mm-hmm. we got the beat, and then the beat gets squashed, and then they. But it turns out you can't stop the beat. This is they were right. like these titles thematically are so good, everyone's gonna be so impressed. They could yeah. yeah, like they could have just called this episode like something about the beat, and it would have made, it would have been fine. Um, but also like good for Matthew Morrison for like pretending he's not Link Larkin. Also, why haven't they done this this number sooner? I'm surprised that it took us two full seasons. To and get an to entire hairspray. first episode to get to Hairspray. I did like watching Mike and Brittany dance to it. A oh, show. that was it's great. A, it's a number that requires dance, and it's good to see. Um, yeah. That's, and then you, that's about most of my reviews. Also, they all look good in purple. Yeah. It was executed <laughs> well enough. Um, and then you got Sad Quinn from above watching, wanting to be where the people are. Yes. Um, and, like, you get a slight justice for Tina in that she, like, is in front of a triangle, and you can kind of hear her voice over others. Yes, this was this is counted on the Tina's group number features when you look her up right. on the Glee fandom wiki. And uh, that's the episode, guys. We did it. Yeah, we did it. Glee could never do hairspray. Like no. for a second, no. I was like, why didn't they do hairspray as a number? I'm like, there's no fat people. Right. So they couldn't do right. it. Right. Oh God, I'm. And there's and only imagine- one black. Only person. one black person. <laughs> And, and she's I'm also the only the fat hell. person, so she can't be both their Tracy and every single black person in the cast. Right. No. And I'm imagining the hell that is Leah, Michelle, Rachel Berry having to audition for Tracy, but, like, she's a thin white girl. Yeah. Yeah. I would like Not to glee. see Brittany yeah. pay, play um, Penny Pingleton. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. That's the only, I got to that, and then I went, oh, that's the only one that's right, though. I can't do anyone else. And it's like arguably, uh, and I apologize already for this. Like, it's like you could arguably mm-hmm. put Santana as Amber if you're doing like the Riverdale mapping character yes. casting. Yeah. But it's like you know they're gonna have like all their ethnically ambiguous or ethnic people like play any sort of person of color in Hairspray. Yeah. Not good. No. Spoiler alert. Wait till we talk about ethnic ambiguity when we uh, get to talk about next episode. Oh no. Oof. All right. All right, well, <laughs> now, though, speaking of things that have songs in them, let's talk about the music um, in this episode. So there was, if we count Big Spender, which was not released as a single. Um, yeah, uh, we have one, two, three, four, five, six songs we can uh, choose from. You are tasked with picking which of these six songs you are going to spend real money on and purchase from iTunes and put on your iPod. So your choices are, we got the beat. I guess technically Big Spender. Ding Dong, The Witch is Dead. It's not unusual. The Anything Goes, Anything You Can Do mashup, or we, or You Can't Stop the Beat. Annette? I'm going to go with We Got the Beat. Yeah. Me too. Um, those are That's a good number. It's high energy. We love it. I do think yeah. I have to go with the Anything Goes, Anything You Can Do mashup. Because when their mashups are something like pretty good, you can't, you can't get it from the original. Yeah. That is a correct answer as well, I think. And I want to support Lindsay Heather Pierce early on in her oh, career yeah. as the loser of the Glee cl- uh, the Glee Project. And I don't think we actually played this game with you last time, Annette. So no, it was too new. Yeah. Um. So we would like to know: Is there a musical artist or entity, what have you, some sort of musical um, d- property 
that you think Glee would have done well with, or that you would have liked to have seen Glee tackle? Something you would have liked to see Gleeified. I'm gonna say this, also not knowing what they actually did do. That's part of sure. the fun. Yeah. Actually, you know what? They would have rocked a Carly Rae Jepsen song. Yeah. Yes. Like, yeah. Anything from emotion. Yeah. Perfect. Um, yeah. On, That's the honestly would be here for. <laughs> it will not surprise you to know that um, Glee will, of course, um, touch Call Me Maybe because, mm-hmm. of course, uh, of Glee course. loved doing songs that were popular. Uh, it really was become soon. Like very yeah. apparent that Glee I'm talking is- about like give Carly Rae a sword era. Yes, Carly Rae Jepsen. Because <laughs> Call Me Maybe is the only Carly Rae Jepsen song they ever do, and I think that was a mistake. Because there is some, there's some better. They could have really rocked some. You're absolutely correct. Totally. From an ironic standpoint, I'm like Taylor Swift folklore. Absolutely. <laughs> they, you know, Rachel they, Berry I'm surprised they singing... didn't. Well, they couldn't. Um, well, no, I'm surprised they didn't do a whole Taylor Swift episode. She, they really barely touched Taylor Swift. I don't know if it's because she wasn't quite at, like, either she wouldn't let them do a lot of them, or she just wasn't quite at her, like, quite at her peak yet? I don't know. Sure. Follow-up question. Yeah. Is there a song, artist, musical entity, what have you, that you are happy Glee could not touch? Or did not. Or did not touch. I mean, this is, again, playing on my lack of knowledge of what they have or haven't done. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna probably... I'm gonna... You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna do a leap of faith here mm-hmm. and say I'm really glad they didn't do anything from Reefer Madness. They did not do anything from Reefer Madness. Thank God, because they wouldn't get it. Over their heads. Too yeah. clever. There's no a jokes about people's race. <laughs> or <Yeah>. abilities. <laughs> yes, they never touched that. They, they touch a lot. They got their hands in a lot of pies, but that is not one. I bet... Do you think Ryan Murphy's ever heard of Reaper Madness? I'm gonna hope not. I don't think he. I don't think he has because I feel like if he had ever known of it, he would have been all over it. I'm like mildly surprised, and I'm I'm so sorry for saying this because I'm afraid that I'm about to like speak this into existence. I'm a af- I'm surprised we do not have Ryan Murphy presents Reaper Madness. Yeah, you've just manifested something terrible, Ian. Oh, right. I'm awful. I'm sorry, everyone. Okay, who would Ryan Murphy? cast to play Jesus for Listen to Jesus, Jimmy. Cheyenne Jackson. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it kind of goes back to that meme of, like, which, like, can you tell these, like, hot five white men apart from <laughs> the Ryan Murphy universe? Like, insert one here. The Murphyverse. <laughs> the Murphyverse, yeah. <laughs> the Ryan Murphy cinematic Murphyverse. universe. Murphyverse is, <laughs> is good. Um, That's it. That's our episode. We That's did our it. episode. Annette, nice. is there anything you would like to plug in? Where can people find you? Yeah, you can find me on social media. You, um, my Twitter is at A Storks. That's A S T O R C K S. And my um, Instagram for my store is just at Nettles and Paint. Or you can just follow me at Annette Storkman, but it's mostly photos of my cats. <laughs> and. Listen to Only Sketches About Podcast. We've got season two out. You can find it on uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your pods. Uh, yeah, we're season two rolling out now once a month. Yeah. Um, we love 
people. Yay. And being hot, which all of us are. Mm -hmm. Fuck yeah. Just saying. And that's (laughs) only sketches about podcast. That's the title. (laughs) Please support more podcasts about hot people. Yeah. Yeah. The hottest sketch team in New York. What everyone should be doing at all times. Duh. Um, had a great time yay <laughs> yay thank you so much for being here um it is always just i just always love having you around and like mm-hmm. especially when we get to work on stuff it's just always a goddamn delight <laughs> um hard agree <laughs> yeah um the show is at glee aggressive glee aggressive at gmail.com if you want to write us some long form info um karina what should they write in about this week yeah write in and say what would be the most annoying instrument to leave lying around the school for anyone to play Ooh, yes. And I feel mm. like it might be a saxophone, but I'm willing to hear other arguments. Oh, I'm going with I a violin. I think it's a recorder, but... Oh, nope, you're right, Annette. Mm, a I recorder I... is also also pretty bad. Ian, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at iBroski on Twitter and Instagram, ianjbrodsky.com. Um, iBrods on TikTok. I posted one video recently, so that's neat. You did. What about you, Karina? You can find me online on the same handle on both Twitter and TikTok, which is at EpicAdventureOf. All right, well, that was Season 3, Episode 1. Thank you so much for joining us back on the Glee train, as it were. Uh, You can join us next week when we will talk about Season 3, Episode 2, titled I Am Unicorn. They're going places with these uh, episode titles. They're running out of ideas. Um, Which does lead me to say, Ian, does this season premiere of Glee make you want to watch the next episode of Glee? You could honestly leave your answer at that large sigh, and I think it kind of gets the point across. It's like not a yes and it's not a no. So, like, That's, whatever. Welcome to Glee Season 3. Yep. Party on, Wayne. Mm-hmm.